Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 247. We have been off for a couple weeks. We are back to uh, wrap up the Unadilla. We're going to talk some uh, some Loretta stuff, and uh, we've got a few other kind of off-the-wall things here to talk about as far as the moto industry goes. Uh, but before we jump into all that, just want to thank our show sponsors. So first up, we want to thank uh, Complete Racing, the show presented by Complete Racing Solutions, uh, Coach Rob the Mad Scientist over there. They're actually taking applications right now for their Elite Rider program. So if you're an Elite Rider or even a mid-level rider, they're just trying to get... Uh, get their roster set you can go over there and uh and check all that out completeracingsolutions.com there's more to this read that i was supposed to have pulled up and i don't have it pulled up so total rookie move coach i apologize but like i said they are doing their uh <coughs> their elite team uh applications right now so make sure to go check that out completeracingsolutions.com we'll link it down in this show description down below also presenting the show tlr coatings michigan's number one custom powder coating shop so for all your restoration needs on any of the motorcycles you're building or if you got new ones that you're just looking to make look different uh than the ones that come off the showroom floor make sure to check them out tlrcoatings.com and at all the major social media uh sites there um, we got a holster co reload rant coming up. We got Gutterworks bringing you the 450 race recap. We have Adept Creative Co. Uh, gonna bring you the Deegan, or I'm sorry, Adept Creative Co. Gonna bring you the 250 race recap, and Isaac Nelson Designs on board bringing you the Deegan Danger Zone. So, with all that being said, I'm your host Travis. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Aftermath Army here. That's you guys. Make sure you comment down below with all your thoughts because obviously I don't have any co-hosts here this week to bounce ideas off of. We were supposed to have a couple things that didn't work out. At some point, I'll be able to pay people to show up, and hey, maybe we'll have a co-host every single week then. Who knows? But anyway, let's jump into this here. So your 450 race recap from Unadilla going to be brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks Gutters. Uh, check them out for all your gutters and exterior home modification needs. They do all sorts of cool shit. Josh and Kayla are great moto people. I was actually at their house Tuesday uh, riding their private track they had. That was my first time really riding this year since I've uh, broke my ankle like two rides in. So that was a good time. Went and did a couple 20s over at their house. Great little track. I will, uh, I will have a video... Because I will go back over there at some point real soon to uh, do some more riding, start doing some testing, and kind of try to get the bike. I'm basically riding 2024 or 2023 off as a year for me to ride. Uh, we are going to go to Ironman probably and ride the practice day down there. So look out for some videos coming from that. And like I said, I'll be back at Josh and Kayla's uh, to ride because they're great people. They love having us out, and uh, we appreciate them having us out. But they also are the owner of Gutterworks. Link in the description down below. So if you're in the Southwest Michigan area to get all your stuff done from them as far as exterior modifications on your house. And they're going to bring you your 450 race recap. And we'll just start right off the top with Jet Lawrence wins his first 450 title. Not only is it his first 450 title, he wins his inaugural 450 championship he's in. This is his first 450 championship. He hasn't lost a damn race this year. I had a scary thought the other day. What if... What if this is the dawn of the next horizon here and he just doesn't lose for the next 10 years? Like, what if he, I mean, he's 20 years old. What if he goes 10 years and wins every single championship? And I know everyone's going to probably go after me in the comments here and calm down. He's only 20. It's only the first one. No one's there. 
But in reality, there is some competition there. There were some guys keeping him somewhat honest yesterday. And again, he couldn't be beat on a track he, he's not good at. Like, if you look at his results, they're not really, really great. Um, but yet he managed. He got great starts. And he just walked away from everybody with a 1-1, clinched it two rounds early. And man, that was so cool to watch him win that and see the emotions really come out. And because you don't often see that. A lot of these guys get pretty battle-hardened uh, once they get into the 450 class. And a lot of the emotions kind of go away. Um, but you, you actually saw emotions with him. So that was cool. Uh, I think it was a very special time for him. I think it was a very special thing for him. I think he's very special, honestly, for the whole family. I've listened to a couple interviews with his dad. I've listened to a couple interviews with Hunter. And, man, they're one unit over there. And to watch them do this is awesome. I called this back in the day. I can't wait to have Justin back in to kind of talk about this with him because for so many years now, since this kid's been coming through the 250 class, Justin was like, just wait till he gets to 450. Just wait till he gets to 450. Like, let's see what he's got then. And now here we are. He's in the 450s, and he won his first title. Now, we'll have to see how Supercross goes. That's a different animal. Who knows? But man, there's a lot of upside to what we're seeing right now with that. So uh, the undefeated streak continues. He's now 18-0. and 0. So we'll see next week. And honestly, I, I give it about a 95% chance now that he goes 22-0. and 0. Um, You have Bud's Creek, which he's good at. You have Iron Man, which he's good at. Um... His, his bad tracks are behind him. Maybe he gets beat. Maybe something happens. Maybe motor blows up something. We've seen weird shit this year. But for the most part, I don't see him getting beat the rest of the year now. I think we go 22-0, and 0, no problem. The SMX races are going to be interesting. The SMX races, I think, are going to kind of give us a little preview of what to expect out of him come Supercross 2024. Uh, but as of right now, man... Sky's the limit on this kid. So we'll have to see how it develops here further down the line. But for right now, looks good. Uh, Sexton goes 3-2 for second overall. I don't know, man. It's it's a wild thing. Like, crashes both motos. It just wasn't... I, I don't even know what to make of it anymore. Especially that first moto. Now, he, he did kind of make the, make the comment at, in the first moto about like... All the lappers weren't getting out of the way, have to take weird lines, you know, whatever. But, man, there's just so much front-end pushing. I I don't know. I just I don't understand how you can be that good and still, like, do what he's doing. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And it would make sense if he did it, like, a few times in Supercross and then they fixed it. But they, it, it's, like, not fixed. So I really I don't, I don't have any idea what to say about it. Um, it is interesting to me. I made this comment in a couple of group chats and I think I've made it on the show before watching him ride. He looked last year when he was battling Eli and this is Chase Sexton we're talking about last year when he was battling Eli, it was man, Chase is so smooth and Eli's just a bulldog. And now this year watching him battle jet, it's like the exact opposite. Like Chase is the bulldog and jets the smooth one. So it's just wild to see how much of a bulldog he looks like here just trying to power through stuff. But man, I'll tell you what, he's like his starts were better yesterday, so that was kind of cool, but like he just didn't make the move. And there was one point there that first moto 
He kind of went like he was going to go inside. That was when he like stalled it or whatever, maybe hit a false neutral. I don't know in that corner. And I mean, literally James said it. He's like, dude, you go in there. You should like, if you're going to pass that kid, you got to finish it at that point. Like you're trying to be too nice. And, and I mean that that's the deal. And I don't want to see him do that because I like jet a lot. And chase isn't that guy to go in there and just stuff somebody. But like at this point, like if you want to beat him, you're going to have to go stuff him. Cause otherwise, like, I don't, Honestly, I don't think Chase Chase is fast, but I don't think he's fast enough to go by Jet, to just go by him. So, I don't know. He's got two more left to try. He is good at Ironman also. We saw that last year. Um, but it's it's a big ask, I think. A big ask for him to for him to beat this kid. Uh, Dylan Ferrandis goes 2-3 for third. Looked way better way better lots of comments about how they made the bike better over the break and they were doing this and they were doing that and they tested and tested which is interesting because he's leaving that team he's not on that team next year their 450s are going to be justin cooper cooper webb and eli tomac so super interesting that he's leaving and they did all this testing for the last three rounds and i guess the smx stuff but okay i mean he looked better and that first moto honestly you give him another three laps two laps maybe He's going to make it really interesting. He's going to be on Jet. And to be honest with you, Dylan's not scared. Dylan would put Jet on the ground. No problem. He wouldn't think about it. Nothing. So it would be interesting if he caught him. Will it happen? I don't know. I'm not, I don't remember exactly how good Dylan is these last few rounds. Let's, uh, let's see here if we got any info. Let's go back here. So unit or so buds last year, you got thirteenth overall. So that's not great. Oh, was that where Barsha torpedoed him? Maybe. Uh, let's see here. Go back. Twenty twenty one, which would be the year he won. He went first overall at Buds and second at Ironman. So maybe. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. The bike did look better, in my opinion. Justin would probably say different, but who knows. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, the bike looked better. I feel like they've made some strides, so maybe he'll challenge a little bit more these last couple. But he's got to get started. I don't know what the hell happened to that second moto. He slept on that gate. Like, he was literally last going in the corner. I don't know. Super weird. Like, when you're on the gate and that 30-second car goes sideways, you're supposed to be locked in. Like, whether they drop it in two seconds or they drop it in 30 seconds, you're supposed to be locked in. So, I don't know what he was doing. Uh, AC goes 4-6 for fourth overall. He looked kind of froggy, that second moto there uh, at the beginning. Obviously, faded back a little bit. First moto, that's kind of a sleeper there. I didn't really know he was up that far. Um, but, hey, that's a good finish for him. Uh, so, you know, something to build on, which is weird, too, because I feel like his arms would be worse there at that hard pack. But I don't know. I think with him, it's so day-by-day -day dependent on how his arm feels that it's just a just a will-see type thing right now. Um, AP goes 5-5 five, five for fifth. Just a really quiet day. Who knows? Uh, he, uh, speaking of AP, he, he re-upped with KTM. I don't know if one- or two-year deal here. Um, feel bad for him because he's just, like, stuck, basically. I mean, he hasn't had results, so where does he go? Everywhere else is full. So he's kind of up a shit creek without a paddle there. If he wanted to keep riding, that's what he had to do. But uh, we'll we'll see how we'll see how this goes here. Hopefully they get that suspension figured out for next year. Uh, Harry Coolis from Estonia goes seven seven for sixth. He's run a lot of designations, and that's about what I know. So great job for him. <laughs> uh, March Bank six ten for seventh. 
Okay, that's a very Garrett ride. He's still trying to hopefully make uh, make these SMX rounds in the 450s. Anderson goes 14-4 for eighth. I do not remember what happened. This is one thing that sucks about doing a solo show is like I don't catch everything, so like I don't remember what happened to Ando that first moto. He must have crashed or something. Uh, but anyway, 14-4 for eighth. Ty Masterpool had kind of a weak day there, 9-8 for ninth. That's not really great for him. Freddie Noren goes 13-9 for 10. That's right where we're at, where we basically expect Freddie. Uh, Harlan goes 15-11 for 11th. Jeremy Hand, 11-16th for 12th. Phil Nicoletti goes 8-38 for 13th. Bryce Shelley comes out of Loretta's, jumps back in the 450 class and goes 10-20 for 14th. Wild. Uh, Jay Wilson is essentially trying out for the last spot in the Disnations team for Australia. Um, so he came over to ride Tomac's bike essentially. And he's, what he's really doing is a lot of testing. They're trying to develop the bike for Tomac for next year. Uh, he goes 23, 12 for 15th Chiz 18, 15 for 16th Derek Drake, 12, 34 for 17th Roman Pope. The goes 33, 13 for 18th. Uh, Justin Barsha had shit luck yesterday in his triumphant comeback. He goes 40, 14th for 19th. I don't know what happened that second moto. First moto was in that first turn pile up there, which was crap. Oh, that's what happened to Ando that first moto too. He was, he was racked up in that first turn too with Barsha. Uh, Jose Butron goes 17, 19 for 20th. And let's see here. I think that's. I think that's basically it. Kessler gets back on the blue crew, goes 24-25 for 27th. So shout out to him, Michigan native. And Prebula on his 350 goes 34-40 for 38th. And Meshi, our buddy from Florida, goes 36 DNS for 41st. So not sure what happened there. Have to ask him when I see him in a couple weeks. So uh, yeah, so that's basically been your 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. And okay, um, before we jump into the 250s here, let's talk a couple of things here. Uh, so first off, our Holster Co. Reload rant here. I know this has been talked about and gone over, and a lot of you have probably heard about this, and I'm a little late to the party, but we're going to jump into it here. So Holster Co. Reload rant. So as many of you have probably heard, Mathis went on a rant on his show a couple of weeks ago about Deegan getting on the podium and just saying, yeah, I'm glad I put it on the top step here for America, blah, 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 whatever. So Mathis goes on this rant about, oh, he's trying to divide people and this and that and the other thing. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Okay? Dude, every one of the GP guys, if they're in their home country and they win their GP... Oh yeah, I'm just here to do it for the for the for the Italian fans. I'm here to do it for the French fans. I'm here to do it for the French. No one gives a fuck. Okay? He's not trying to divide anybody. He didn't say fuck Hunter. He didn't get up there and fucking badmouth them and say, oh, fuck all these foreigners. It's USA. USA. He didn't say any of that. He's an American. He's in America riding. And he just beat all of the foreigners that have been beating him. All year, which includes people from Australia, Japan, France. I'm trying to think. Is there anywhere else? I don't even know. Let's see here. Let me just go to the 250 class results here and just see if there's anybody else I'm fucking missing. Yeah, let's see here. So Japan, France, like I said, Australia. I think that's pretty much it. None of the South African guys have been beating him, so whatever. Honduras guys, no. So, so yeah. So, like, sorry, dude. 
Like, he's an American. He's pumped that the American in the American series can beat the foreigners. Great. Cool. No one gave a shit. In fact, I heard it through multiple people that the crowd was so freaking loud. Jeez, I'm drooling because I'm so mad. So spit mad. That the crowd was so freaking loud for Jet yesterday when he won his title. It was unreal. So, like, get the fuck over yourself, dude. Here's the thing. He's he's throwing out these loony leftist shit like this about people being divided. Maybe quit dividing people then, Mathis. Like, you're bringing light to this. You're the one who's saying that this is what's happening with this. No one thought that. There wasn't a fucking person in the moto industry that saw him win it, heard him say, yeah, I'm just proud to put it up here for America, and was like, oh, yeah, fuck the Australians. No one thought that. Fucking nuts. Go fuck yourself. Holster Co. Reload Rant. Steve Mathis needs to shut the fuck up about the Deegan hype train on the America. Unreal. Unreal. I just can't believe it. And he kept doubling down on it. And everybody destroyed him. Comments, everything. No one agreed with him. You're a fucking idiot. If he doesn't backtrack this week, I'm going to rant about this again next week. I really hope he gets on the show honestly and starts going off about it. Because it's the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, I mean, shit, dude, you could hit up, I'm sure I could hit up Jace from Gypsy Tales right now and say, hey, man, do you think there was anything wrong with the Deegan and whatever thing? And he'd be like, ah, bro, bro, it doesn't matter. It's fine. No one cares. No one cared. No one cared. No one thought the thoughts that you put out there, except for you, you thought it. And his whole rant about being a foreigner, bro, you've been in the U.S. for however many years now. Since the fucking 80s? You're not a foreigner. You're a goddamn U.S. citizen. Unreal. I got tons of respect for Mathis as far as like what he's built here on a podcasting network and everything and like how, how he makes his money there. Like tons of respect. He's doing a great job with all that. But like, dude, you're way off on this. Like you're you're stepping out, you're stepping out of your lane. Stay in your lane. Motocross. Don't try to go political. Because when you go political, like now I'm going to have to step in and really be an asshole to you. Because, you like, dude, you just your politics are way off base. You want to go talk left loony left-wing stuff? Call Davy Coombs or something. I don't know. So, anyway. All right. That's been your, that's been your Holster Co. Reload rant there. Um, let's see here. Uh, we can talk about Loretta's here for a second. I'm going to be really honest with you. I did not watch a lot of Loretta's this year. Um... There wasn't anybody there that really excited me. I watched a lot of these kids ride at the um, Moto Combine at Redbud. I mean, they're fast amateurs, but when you put them with all the other kids who are on pro bikes, I mean, you get the same thing. You got like, like Dax, probably class of the field, still only won one of his titles there at Loretta's. And he's, you know, 10th place dude. So like... Again, these guys are fast. These guys are good. I'm not trying to talk shit on them, but there just wasn't anybody that excited me. Like last year, I watched a lot of it because I was watching to see what Deegan did because I knew he was coming. The hype train on Deegan's real. So I watched a lot of that last year because of that. This year, honestly, there wasn't anybody. Like Cochran, he's going to be okay, but he might flounder out. Who knows? It depends what the shoulder injury is like. Dax, I think, is going to be okay. But again, he's going to take time to develop into something there wasn't anything extraordinary coming through i am super interested to see how vincent way does here as he kind of progresses up um so that'll be kind of interesting also um 
Uh, Aiden Kiefer, I th- there might be something there, kind of like an outside uh, outside program that like ends up working long term. So we'll see because he kind of he he's always rode, but Dad didn't really push him too much. You know, it was kind of like, oh, if you want to ride, like sweet, cool, awesome. But if you don't, like we just won't. So so I'll be really interested to see. And Ways Kid, I think he he might have something too because. Um, Nick's another one that I don't think Nick really like pushes him to do it. It's kind of like, yo, if you want to do this, like, that's great. Cool. We'll support it. We're going to go full bore into it. We'll do it if you want to, but if you don't want to, whatever, like Nick doesn't come across as like that moto dad that's screaming at him. Uh, so I think, I think there might, there might be something there. We'll see once he gets on big bikes. And like I said, I want to keep an eye on like, like Aiden Kiefer, like I said, cause he's really, he's really started to like develop here over the last year or so um and i and i didn't watch many of the motos i watched like one or two that he was in uh at loretta's and uh he was definitely up there mixing it up with guys that you've heard about forever but again too when you're in california like he is he rides with all these guys all the time because they're always at the practice tracks out there so it kind of works in his favor um so anyway, uh, that's my Loretta's thoughts. The rain too was a big bummer. Really screwed up the entire schedule. Screwed up the entire week. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, I don't know. It was just kind of like a washout from, in my opinion. Like once we got to was it Wednesday? No, thir- Thursday. Thursday the rain. Yeah, once we got to the rain Thursday. I really lost interest because I'm like, oh boy, now we've lost basically a whole day here. And then Friday it rained even more. And by Saturday, I was like, yeah, I don't even even care. So uh, anyway, so that's my Loretta's thought here uh, for that. Um, Colt Nichols signed with Beta on a two-year deal here. So Beta now has Nichols and... um, Oh, crap. Why am I blanking on his name here? The Baby Giraffe. Uh, Anyway, yeah. I know who it is, but I'm I'm blanking on it here. Uh, so yeah, so now Beta's team is set for next year, so that's kind of interesting. I'll be interested to kind of see how this goes. I think some of the rumblings I've heard is that this could possibly be like a low key, like good mid mid tier team here. Um, I'll be interested to see what the bike looks like in full race trim. Be interested to see what it looks like on a Supercross track. Uh, because Ben, oh, Ben Blows, Benny Blows, uh, signed his deal without even riding it. I, I assume Nichols probably wrote it since he hasn't signed till now, but who knows? Um, but that could be a low key good team. Like Nichols is not a bad rider at all, and Blows is fast. Blows, Blows, Blows is fast when he Benny is fast. Uh, when he uh, when he stays off the ground. So we'll see. That that could be an interesting thing to watch. Um. I'm sure everyone saw Triumph released what their frame looks like. And I don't understand what's happening here. And, oh, this is something that kind of ties to Loretta's, too. At what point are you going to release a bike? I mean, we talked about it. uh, I was on Johnny Hopper Shit Show last week, uh, and we did kind of talk about it. And there is a rule where they can run a non-homologated bike for the first year under some rule. I don't remember the exact terminology they told me on the show. Um, but maybe that's what they're going to do here. My thing is, is like, 
are are you going to do this? Because they so they've signed Little Red Dog. For anybody who doesn't know, Evan Ferry is officially signed with Triumph, even though there hasn't been a press release. He's riding Triumph. They moved to Georgia. He rides at the facility that Triumph bought there, which is the old Moto X compound there, Matt Walker's old place. Um, so he rides at Triumph all the time. Then he goes to these races, like Loretta's there, rides a Yamaha or something, which he doesn't ever fucking ride, and yard darts himself all the time. So, like, at what point are you going to, like, release a bike so he can ride what he's riding during the week? Um, I, I'm just wondering like when they're going to release this when are they going to show a show damn picture of it you know because it's just this at this point now like like i appreciate what they're trying to do marketing wise like they're building buzz they're building hype but now at this point dude like it's august just release it we all know you're coming we all know and now you've released this video with ricky and designing the frame and all this stuff like that like dude that's a video you release after you show the bike. Like, I don't... That part of the marketing, I don't understand. So, hopefully we see one before the end of the month. Will we actually? Who the hell knows, to be honest with you. that. To be really honest with you, if they're not careful with this at this point, there's a high, there's a high probability they blow this and everybody's like, I don't even care because they've waited so long. So... I don't know. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see how that goes there, and uh, see when we when we actually see it. So, um, okay, let's move on here. I had something else I wanted to talk about, and I don't remember what it is now. It's a real bummer for me. All right, moving on here. Uh, let's do our 250 race recap brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co. For all your graphics design needs, they do graphics for all your bikes. So make sure to go check them out. They're nice, thick, solid graphics. Uh, so they go on super, super nice. You can do all sorts of working to them and get them to fit properly there. Um because they because you can you know when you're putting graphics on it's not as simple as just laying a sticker on you got to do a little heating little little massaging they fit really nice but for anybody who's ever done graphics if you just lay them on there you know that uh, you're gonna get wrinkles so if you have a little extra where you or a little thicker that you can pull without ripping etc which is what you get here and they last for a long time. So make sure to check them out. Link in the description down below. All right, 250 race recap here. So Hunter Lawrence goes 2-2 for first overall. Uh, there was a lot of questions coming into this weekend. How was his health going to be? Uh, was he worried about Deegan, any of that stuff? He answered all of it. Wasn't worried about it. Came out, did what Hunter Lawrence has been doing all year, which is just a solid dude, and uh, laid down a 2-2 for first and... Never looked sketchy. Not a point that I thought, oh, man, he's not going to get somewhere where he can at least get some points. The first moto was a bit interesting because I did think we were going to have a him and Deegan battle, and we'll get to Deegan here in a little while. Uh, but he just stayed the course, man. And whenever anybody asked him this week about feeling pressure or was he worried about Deegan or anything like that, I love the response he gave. And this is why he's my best friend is because the response he gave of pressure is when you don't have money to buy food to even eat. That's pressure. This year of winning a title, whatever, that's not pressure. Really put his balls on the crossbar with that one in uh, in terms there, and and yeah, and I'm I'm just uh, I'm excited to see how he does these last two rounds. And the crazy thing is too is like you got to look at the points here. He's up by twenty something now. He should be wrapping this title next week, but you get the DNF 
from the first turn crash. You get the DNF from the motor blowing up, and you get that seven-point penalty. There's 57 points he missed out on. So, which happens, as, like I said, we'll get to with Deegan here, but you give him those 57 points back, even 50 of them, let's say. Let's say he had a couple motos where he didn't win there. You give him those 50 points, and all of a sudden, he's like 70 up, and he wraps this title next week. So, um, will he wrap it before Iron Man? I don't know. I hope not, because I kind of want to be around a championship celebration of some sort. Uh, so I hope he doesn't wrap it early, early. Like he could wrap it like first moto of Iron Man. That'd be cool. But I hope he doesn't wrap it any earlier than that because I've never been around a championship celebration. So that'd be kind of cool to see. So anyway, uh, Levi kitchen goes one, four for second. Uh, that first moto, he was on fire. I don't know where he came from on fire though. And just ran away from everybody. And man, that was a good moto for him. I do wonder like when he's going to get straightened out here where, he doesn't just have these random good motos and the rest of the time is kind of like meh. So, I mean, fourth is really good, but it's still, you know, it's meh. It's not, it's not winning. So, um, he, uh, yeah, that, that first moto basically came out of nowhere, ran away from everybody. Hopefully next year when he gets on that PC bike, it kind of levels him out a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, but good day for Levi. I mean, second overall and a moto win up, I take that all day long. So, uh, Justin Cooper goes five, one for third. Uh, I don't, that first moto, they, so they talked a lot about that steering, new steering stabilizer he had on there. And maybe that was the issue first moto. And then the second moto, when they took it off, he dude it was like letting a wild animal out of a cage, dude. He just ran away from those guys and put 10 seconds on Hunter, which was good. And I mean, Hunter started to reel him in and Justin just took back off. So that was a really, really good second moto uh from justin cooper there and kind of more of what i thought we would see all year which of course we haven't so i don't know it's been it's been a good season for him don't get me wrong like it hasn't been a complete wash but like i like i've said it before and i'll say it again in those first four even with the one he didn't race the first three i really thought he would do more um as far as like running away from these guys so i don't know uh joe shimoda goes three three for fourth and so my thoughts on him yesterday were this is the shimoda that we kind of all thought we were gonna see all year and the fact that we haven't uh is weird but like it's again he does this like it's almost like he loses all of his confidence in supercross and then builds it back up through motocross and then by the time you get mid to late motocross season he's got it so maybe what'll happen is when we get into these SMX rounds, maybe all of a sudden he'll be like full bore and like that'd be crazy if he won the SMX title there. Um, but we'll have to see. He's doing a lot better. 3-3 three, three on the day is awesome. It rough that he goes 3-3 three, three for fourth, but whatever. Uh, Max Volen goes 4-6 for fifth. We'll just see when he's not on KTM next year how it goes because I don't have a real good answer for Max right now. He does better outdoors. They talked about that yesterday, and that's 100% true. He does better outdoors. But we'll see when he's not looking at an orange fender if it goes any any better. So uh, Tom Vial goes 8-7 for sixth. I think Tom Vial's getting a bit of a slap in the face here of the reality of going from Supercross to Motocross and how different it is over here. Um, not only is the one-day format, you're so used to riding that stiff bike because you rode it for so long that then you get on the outdoors and you're like, oh, yeah, but then you can't get the bike set up correctly. And it's... Yeah, 
I think it's a bit of a slap in the face for him here of reality of what it's like to ride over here with Supercross and stuff. I really, I honestly think he kind of thought he was going to come outdoors and really kind of like start laying wood to people here. And he is not. So I thought he would do better yesterday, honestly, a little bit more of a GP style track. Um, but, you know, is what it is. And we'll see. Maybe next year will be a lot better for him. Uh, Jalik Swole goes 614 for seventh. That's an okay day for him. Uh, Ryder D goes 912 for eighth. That wasn't bad. Whoops. Uh, Dax Bennett comes out of uh, Loretta's here, back for another back for another pro race, but he's now full-time pro. He goes 14-9 for ninth, so that was okay. Pierce Brown, 12-11 for tenth. Okay. Austin Forkner, poor kid can't catch a break, man. He was so fast in qualifying. And then something happens the first moto. I'm not even sure what it was. He gets back to 22nd. He must have gone down because he was in last place that first moto. Um, and then second moto comes out, get a fifth. So that fifth is really good. He's really trying to make it into the SMX, uh, into the top 30, period, so that he can even have a shot. Uh, they said yesterday he needed to average like 10th or better. 11th is right there, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, Carson Mumford goes 15, 13 for 12th. It's cool that Mumphy's getting to ride that pro circuit bike. Uh, RJ Hampshire. Hold on a second before we get into him. Uh, sorry, I got some allergies going on there. Um, so RJ Hampshire goes seven DNS and fucking ragdolled himself that second moto. If you haven't seen that video, go find, go look for it. You can find it. It's on Instagram. He just ragdolled himself into oblivion and woke up the next day. Like, man. And my thing is, is like, how many more times are you going to bounce off the ground like this dude before you're not going to get back up? Like, I, at this point in his career with his age, I think he's like 27 now, and everything he's gone through, I just question how many more times are you going to do stuff like this before you don't get back up, and he's still fairly young, he's got kids, he's got a wife, like, dude, maybe it's time to call this a career here for your own health, because man, dude, like, you just cannot not, and I don't know why, but it that might be something to seriously think about because like, like this is on a personal level, this is like a worried for this guy's health personally. Um, cause yeah, cause man, dude, that was, that was another one that was just gnarly. Like I watched it a couple times today. I was like, Oh my God. And it, he was just out just ragdolling down that hill going into the finish line there. So, uh, hopefully he's okay. I heard he is, but man, dude, I'm just, might be time to start looking for something else, bro. Maybe go play baseball or something. So, uh, Hamaker was pretty fast all day, but then a couple crashes. Eh, wasn't great. So, uh, 24-8 for 14th. Preston Kilroy goes 13-16 for 15th. Styles Robertson comes back. Uh, good start that second moto before they red flagged it. He's 11-18 for 16th. And here we go. Pause. If I didn't have allergies, this wouldn't be fun. If I had co-host, you wouldn't even have to watch that because I'd make them talk. All right, so here we go. 
your Isaac Nelson Designs Deegan Danger Zone here. So Hayden Deegan goes 38-10 for 17th, and here we are. He just struggled, man. First moto, um, first moto was going well, we'll call it. He uh, he struggled a bit the first half. Second half was better-ish. Um, and then started getting into a pace and then started really cranking it up. And with two laps left there, when his bike finally did let go, I really did think like, oh man, he's going to get up and, and, and force something on Hunter. And to be honest with you, I was a little like, oh boy, this could get sketchy because he's not scared. He is not scared. I give the kid a lot of credit. He's not scared at all. Um, but we never got that opportunity. We were, we were cruel fate, uh, denied us the opportunity to see that his, uh, his bike let go. I feel for the kid that sucks. He was, he, like I said, the second half of that first moto, he was riding well. Um, and for your bike just to let go, oh, that was, that'd be a terrible feeling. So, and, and from what I understand, he could kind of hear it starting to let go. He thought his exhaust was falling off at first and then he kind of realized what it was. And so I give him credit to keep going. Cause I would have probably been like, Ooh, this does not sound good and pulled off. Cause that's a big fear of mine is like, I hit a jump and that thing just locks up. You're along for the ride. You're screwed. Um, so props for keeping going, but that sucks that really that really uh stole what could have been an epic last few rounds here as far as like the points series itself goes um second moto he came back to 10th he rode well but just a i mean it was a bad gate pick because of the first moto so there just wasn't a whole lot he could do he was all the way second gate from the outside there and um yeah wasn't wasn't a whole lot he could do so uh 38 10 that was not a great day. 17th, obviously, overall. Um, I'm sure he'll make it interesting. He's got enough pride that he wants to win races no matter what. So I'm sure he'll make it interesting these last couple rounds. SMX obviously resets everything, so we'll see where we get to there. Um, that's all I got for today with him and the Deegan Danger Zone. I don't have a lot. I'd, I'd love to uh, sit here and talk a bunch of crap. And I'm sure I had thoughts this week of something I could say to really, uh, you know, make this interesting. But there's there's not. So uh, that's it. He's pretty much out of this title now unless something else happens to Hunter. But if Hunter stays the course here and just manages his top three finishes, like there's he just he isn't going to catch him. He'd have to like win all four motos. And even at that. If Hunter gets second, which I know we're talking if Sam wants her butts here, uh, you're talking three times four, 12, 12 points. So he could get back to within maybe like 10 ish. Um, but I don't know. Anything can happen as we've seen. So maybe something happens at Bud's next week and then that makes Iron Man super interesting. But as of right now, it's kind of eh, it's kind of done. So. Um, anyway, Talon Hawkins goes 17-15 for 19th. Derek Kelly goes 18-19 for 20. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, nope. That's that's basically it there. So Jimmy D made an appearance on the 125, so that was kind of cool. But that's been your 250 Race Recap, brought to you by Adept Creative Co. Make sure to check them out for all your graphics needs there down below. Um, and that is basically gonna be the show i think um a few other things that i kind of wanted to talk about but without having a co-host here i'm not going to really get into it so hopefully next week will be a little bit better um 
Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Adept Creative Co., and Isaac Nelson Designs and Gutterworks there. Uh, make sure to check them out. Links in the description. Also, one more thing. If you made it to the end here, thank, thank you. We do have the new moto aftermath show logo uh retro yz inspired shirt there as everybody saw the bike at uh at washugal was sick looking they've got the 2024 it's coming out with like the 50th anniversary with these colors called up our guy isaac nelson there and was like hey man can you do our logo in these colors he was like bro i thought you'd never ask and boom bingo bango here we go so make sure to go pick one up link in the description down below they're in the teespring store um they might be listed below the video, but I don't know. It's a little funky. Like Teespring doesn't communicate super well with YouTube, so it kind of sucks because I have merch that I would like to get out there. But anyway, uh, so make sure to go check those out. Um, there's links in the description on the Instagram channel, or the yeah, on the Instagram page also, so you can go there and get it too. Uh, outside of that, that's basically been it. This has been show 247. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and uh, we'll be back next week with another show. Later.